The following lecture by Trigirinho, The Doorways of the Planet, Part 4, with simultaneous translation into English, was recorded live in Brazil in March 2006. Nós vimos que o planeta Terra contém na sua estrutura três faixas distintas We have de seen that planet Earth has three different streams of vibration in its structure. Life on the surface, where physical humanity is incarnated, inner life or intraterrestrial life, and the life in the central magma. Those strata, surface, intraterrestrial, and central magma life are not interrelated physically. They are physically separate. Because concrete physical life exists only on the surface. In the intraterrestrial world, it is not concrete, and in the central magma, life is not concrete either. What we call central magma, which is an area of the earth, of the consciousness of the earth, and the Tibetan master through Alice Bailey told us not to be concerned about, that central magma corresponds to the manifestation of very primitive consciousnesses that cannot be called human consciousnesses like those of the surface and the intraterrestrial ones. Those beings, those consciousnesses are at a level that is a little higher than the most primitive level of the animal kingdom, but we cannot consider them human. They are beings or consciousnesses that are between the animal kingdom and the human kingdom. Of course, this is usually not widely known when referring to the earth. And those beings of the central magma who cannot be called human but also are not completely animal, those beings have a very close relationship with the elementals, that is, the fire elementals, the igneous elementals because they deal with the most dense energies of the planet. The work in this central magma, the work of these beings is coordinated by the evolved intraterrestrial civilizations. The intraterrestrial civilizations administer the central magma and it is by means of this work in the center of the earth that the most squalid matter of the earth is transmuted and is redirected to another vibratory pattern and later reused. This aspect of the earth is practically unknown. 
como esta zona da consciência não é indicada. And humans of the surface are warned not to contact this zone of consciousness. The intraterrestrial civilizations are in charge of this, for they have greater control over the forces of the planet. On the surface, humans express a consciousness that is limited to the material field. Only a small portion of humanity of the surface has awakened to inner life. The great majority is limited to the material field, to material laws, and to what takes place within the material structure. And to this identification by humanity on the surface of the earth with the external aspect of life, this commitment to all that is external, to all that is observable, to all that is material, in most cases caused the humans who live on the surface to remain confined to the external sphere of the planet with no possibility of contact with the inner portals of communication with the intraterrestrials or more advanced superphysical beings. As humanity of the surface makes changes in its consciousness and in its interests, it will discover that the doorways to enter into contact with all this and the keys for us to be able to contact other areas of the earth that are not of the surface, humanity will discover that the keys are to be found in each individual. It is each being individually who is going to find these doorways the transition that the earth is experiencing, which will intensify as we know, will change this picture. Because the earth is undergoing a transition towards a more subtle vibration and is also beginning to lose much of its density. So this state of affairs will change. And with the transformation of the earth, with this refinement, new pathways of access will open and we will have contact with these things or we will draw closer to these things in the same way that we relate to things here on the surface. But that is not all. We will also begin to draw closer to extraplanetary realities. So there is a work of refinement taking place in the planet as a whole. There is work taking place for humans of the surface to find within themselves the keys to all these doorways, to all these areas of consciousness, and at this point, a new phase of contacts for this humanity will begin. 
When we speak of doorways of the planet here, we mean the planetary centers which we already know and we have already talked about in the previous lecture. Mislitlan, Erks, Aurora, Mirnaja, Blisvatima, Ibera and Anutea which are the planetary centers we know about and which for us are the doorways to those things about the planet that we don't know. There are intraterrestrial civilizations that correspond to these planetary centers because we regard intraterrestrial civilizations as being more advanced. So, for us, these civilizations are like representatives of these planetary centers. The intraterrestrial civilizations correspond to the states of consciousness where the more evolved beings, hierarchies, and entities of the planet are to be found. So the more evolved beings, hierarchies, and entities are those of the intraterrestrial civilizations which are in these planetary centers. And the real government of the world is to be found in these planetary centers. The government of the world is not concerned with the affairs of humans of the surface. The government of the world is engaged in governing the earth, in bringing about conditions on earth for the earth to maintain its balance in space, for the earth to continue its path in space and expand its consciousness. So this is a government that helps the consciousness of the planet and of all the beings on the planet to contact the worlds, the levels, the planets, that is to say, all of this extraplanetary life. And these levels are the most subtle and they are able to link the Earth with solar levels and with cosmic levels. So these contacts exist within the intraterrestrial civilizations. So the life in these strata of consciousness that we call intraterrestrial is very much higher than surface life, than physical life on the surface. And this intraterrestrial life or these civilizations work towards surpassing these conditions where humanity still is. So in a certain way, these civilizations or this life radiates to humanity, occasionally sending its representatives so that humanity of the surface can gradually surpass, transcend its condition. If it were not 
for the watchfulness, if it were not for this work by the intra-terrestrial civilizations and the planetary centers, this hidden work for the sake of humanity, humanity would have already destroyed itself because humanity is in a situation where it can destroy itself. So this would have already happened on several occasions if it had not been for the action of these brothers or these intraterrestrial civilizations. And these beings may be in a corporeal state or in a non-corporeal state. So some intraterrestrials have bodies. Of course, the bodies are within the laws that govern the levels where they belong. They are not physical bodies like ours. But there are also intraterrestrials that do not have bodies and who are therefore under more subtle, more non-material laws. So there are many levels of intraterrestrials. There is a great evolutionary distance between the intraterrestrial that has a non-physical body and the non-corporeal intraterrestrial who is only consciousness. Now, especially those who are corporeal, can traverse the levels of consciousness. They are not like us from the surface who are somewhat limited to the material levels. These intraterrestrials travel between the levels of consciousness except the dense physical, except the concrete physical. And those who are able to be on all the levels take on physical bodies. They materialize physical bodies when necessary to be present here. Or they discard those physical bodies according to the task they have to carry out. In their kind of life, they have no need for physical bodies, but a physical appearance or a corporeal densification can take place. They have the ability to do this in the case of a specific task because they can manipulate the energy of the universe, which we call onozon energy. They have a much greater mastery of this energy of the universe than we have when we handle energy. And they have such control over this energy that they can materialize a body for themselves and can dematerialize their own body. These civilizations, the most advanced intraterrestrial ones, work integrated with extraterrestrial civilizations that are on another level and which may also be corporeal or physical to a greater or lesser degree. And these intraterrestrials work in unity with these civilizations. They work within a plan 
that is evidently known to the central consciousness of the cosmos and the universe and which is passed on to them so that the plan may be carried out. And these intraterrestrials who work directly with a plan have been preparing for and collaborating for thousands of years with the transition of the earth beginning at this time. So you see that the transition of the earth is taking place and we are only beginning to find out. They knew about it thousands of years ago and they have been preparing for it for thousands of years. So we see that their life is much more conscious. So these, if these civilizations have been preparing for what is to happen on Earth, evidently these civilizations can't have the same problems as life on the surface. Surface life has basic problems of livelihood, of survival, all those things you know about. None of this exists in those civilizations because they have a different task. They are there for another reason. So everything is based on that which is essentially their task. Several individuals from the surface of the earth who were able to make inner contact with this type of evolution or who terminated a certain experience here on the surface of the earth transmigrated to those civilizations. This can be said because everyone knows the story of an explorer called Fawcett who disappeared in the jungles of central Brazil. So this is an instance that even scholars and people from the family sustain as a case in point where somebody transferred to intraterrestrial life. This is a known case and Fawcett was known worldwide, but there have also been other anonymous people who transferred to intraterrestrial life. And these intraterrestrials heal and harmonize individuals from the surface of the earth. However, this happens in subtle bodies, inner bodies, and during sleep. As we develop our life of sleep, as we gradually become aware of our life of sleep, and we begin to have this awareness. During sleep, we begin to consciously contact all these things. And during sleep, we can even be aware that we are being treated, healed, harmonized, etc. These beings who transfer to intraterrestrial life or who are taken into intraterrestrial life to these intraterrestrial levels in order to receive some sort of treatment during sleep or even perhaps to disappear from here and appear over there, these things happen to them because they have the capacity 
to cloak a living body, even a physical body, in a mantle of ectoplasm. Ectoplasm provides the context during what is known as mediunity. So they can cloak a human body, a physical body, in ectoplasm, and they can isolate this body from the law of gravity. And in this way, the body becomes relatively invisible and is transported to another locality because it ceases to be physical, to be dense. So it is transported to another location which may be an intraterrestrial vessel because intraterrestrials also use vessels when they need to have a physical manifestation. They manifest themselves through a vessel. So through this process, they are able to transport a physical being into the non-physical vessels and take these beings into another dimension. However, besides enwrapping the body with this material, a sort of vibratory ray or vortex is projected by the intraterrestrial vessel. A sort of luminous fluid prepares the way or opens a portal, speaking symbolically, into the other dimension, into other dimensions of space and time. So the body is prepared, then a ray opens this doorway. So we can see that they are very advanced, and then, without dying, and without disincarnating, one goes into another dimension of space and time. This vortex that is emitted by the vessel enshrouds the being, cloaks the body of the incarnated being, and to a certain extent transmutes the body, although without dematerializing it. The being continues materialized, but with another density of matter. It is no longer the body that was used here. And this depends on the level to where the individual is going to be transported in order to be healed or to transmigrate there. Depending on the level, depending on the life which the individual is going to develop, the treatment is given to this body accordingly. This is done by intraterrestrial beings or supraphysical beings who have a subtle composition which is not made of flesh. Rather, it is an energy configuration that can be converted into matter. That is, they do not have a material body but they have the potential to convert the body energy-wise into a more material body. So it is another completely different dimension of reality. And we would have to be open to it in order to be helped inwardly, probably in dreams or in sleep, to perceive these things 
é and possível. more than in just a mental então, way because this is possible. So these intraterrestrial beings who become slightly more solid in order to be in contact with us, to be here, are not solid in the world they came from. And we do not know if we could touch a materialized intraterrestrial being If they are as solid as us, probably not, even though they are materialized. Now, some of these beings are pure spirit. They are incorporeal. They are the most advanced of the intraterrestrial levels. And not having a body Being incorporeal, they are like an intelligent nucleus. This is in the realm of antimatter. It does not belong to the matter we know. And they take on a density of form according to the way of life they have to adopt when they have to relocate when they go to other levels of consciousness. Well, among these non-physical beings, we find various types, various levels. There are incarnated beings like us or intraterrestrials in subtle bodies that are corporeal. So the ones who are incarnated are attached to a type of body, although not necessarily made of flesh like ours. But we say that humans of the surface are incarnated, and we also can use this term for intraterrestrial beings, because there they also have a type of body. Now, there are also beings in those worlds who do not have a material body because they are awaiting a new incarnation for their advancement. So while they wait for that incarnation, they have no body. They are meant to be incarnated, but at the time, they do not have a material body. And there are those most pure, more perfect ones who no longer need an incarnation or bodies, and so they are the most advanced. So there are those who do not have bodies, who no longer need bodies, so they are totally incorporeal. There are those who are waiting for a material body in order to continue their evolution within a body, and there are those who are perfect and do not need a material body. When we speak about material bodies, we are referring to concrete ones such as those on the surface, and we are also referring to less material less concrete bodies. 
And these less concrete bodies, which we also have, we have the etheric body, which follows the contour of our physical body, and we have an astral body made of astral matter, and we have a mental body made of mental matter, and so on. We have material bodies such as these, when we have to live in a three-dimensional world or universe, when we have to live in the three dimensions. So in those three dimensions, we need a material body. Now, if we are going to live in non-material worlds, in superphysical worlds, then this matter of the body can be more subtle. There are planets or there are areas of the intraterrestrial world where the environmental conditions and living conditions can produce bodies or life similar to that of humans or higher. There is no life anywhere else exactly like this of human beings, but there are similar ones, either denser for that which is lower or less dense for that which is higher. And there are planets like many of this solar system where corporeal life has a constitution that is much less material than ours to the extent that these planets are considered to be uninhabited. Material life cannot even be seen there. The civilizations or humans there simply cannot be seen because they are too non-material for us to see, but they do exist. And as for planets more advanced than the Earth, there are civilizations of humans much more advanced, which we cannot see with our perceptions, with our senses, with our apparatuses. Those who are similar to us, those who use bodies, who use matter to live and to manifest, are beings who live in matter in a cyclic manner, the same as we do, except that our cycle within a material body is much shorter than theirs. One cannot call their cycle reincarnation because their body is not made of flesh. It is not dense like ours. So it is like entering and leaving matter, molded matter, according to the need, according to the cycle being lived. So while one of these beings may be incorporeal for some time and then take on a body again, we cannot apply the term reincarnation to this because it is another system, it is another timing, different rhythms. But this principle does exist there also. With these beings, we have the possibility of having contact 
we would be able to have telepathic contact with these beings or to have contact through mental waves of thought. But in our current stage, we are not able to know their level of evolution. So even though we can contact them, we are not able, we do not have the conditions, we do not have the knowledge to assess with whom we are interacting what level of being we are contacting. And because they are human, although more evolved, and generally, unless they manifest, we cannot know whom we are contacting. So for this reason, these contacts remain very restricted, not that they are negative, but because we are relatively incapable of being aware of what we are dealing with. And it is possible to contact, it is possible to find beings who are not of the same evolution. There are beings on the astral level who are discarnate humans. There are beings on the mental level. There are thought forms. And the humans on the astral level can appear to us as if they were intraterrestrials. They can externalize themselves as if they were extraterrestrials on the astral level if they are not evolved. A discarnate human who has the desire to be intraterrestrial could live like one on the astral level without ever having been intraterrestrial in the same way that when we become discarnate we are going to live all that we want, all that we desire, because on the astral level, in the astral body, everything is created through our desire. How can we be protected in dreams or in inner contacts or in a telepathic contact? How can we be shielded from mystification? Because those who confuse us are not the intraterrestrials. Those who mystify us are the discarnate terrestrials of the surface who are on those inner levels. And there are discarnate terrestrial beings who can even be taken for intraterrestrials if, through their desire, they want to be seen as such. We do not yet have the knowledge of the inner worlds. We do not yet have the practice and experience of those worlds in order to be free to contact this. So you see how important it is for us to take certain steps because all this is waiting for us, all that is before us. Now, how can we protect ourselves? How can we shield ourselves from mystifications on the astral level? How can we avoid becoming overwhelmed by mystifications on the mental level in the world of ideas? The first thing would be for us to take control of our emotional body. It is very important to control the emotional body, which we seek to do in order to lead a balanced and harmonious life here. But control of one's emotional body 
at a higher level of understanding is indispensable. It is very important because if emotions are not controlled, if the emotional body is not aligned and integrated, it does not perceive the mystification, it does not sense what is impure, it confuses things. So emotional control is fundamental for any step that we will take in this superphysical world or this non-material world. The other thing that is necessary besides emotional control, emotional control means emotions that do not get out of control because when we leave these known levels, these familiar planes, and we enter those inner dimensions and levels, we can run into anything. We are referring to intraterrestrial civilizations, to evolved beings on a certain level of this planet, but this planet has many other types of beings and many other levels and many other situations, including on the astral level, which we would never study because it is not necessary. But besides emotional control, we would need to have very firm thoughts a firm thought in this case is not mental control. Mental control is to be used here. When you are out of the body or when you are on those superphysical levels or on those intermediary levels, those non-concrete levels that are not physical, firm thoughts keep one protected it takes place through thought. It is not a defensive thought. This is not necessary. It is firm thought, focused thought, concentrated thought. It doesn't matter what one is thinking. It is the firmness of the thought. This is much more than mental control. And then, what we would also need to be in these worlds or in these dimensions or on these levels or on these journeys, whatever you want to call those contexts, we would have to have a wholesome moral life. This morality of the surface of the earth does not enable anyone to go to these levels because for you, to be clear about what you come across on these levels, you need to have a clear-cut morality because it is your clear-cut morality that will enable you to see, to perceive what is not authentic there. So it is not a question of technique, it is not a question of learning. You perceive, you are firm there, you are shielded there. When you have high morality, not ordinary morality, when you have a special morality, and finally, we have to have purposes. We need to have intentions, aspirations that are completely pure and totally detached. None of this is obtained for power, no kind of power at all. None of this is obtained in order to gain some sort of advantage. 
Todas as vantagens que nós podemos ter aqui não são para nada nesses mundos. Não só neste planeta, não, não só na vida intraterrena, not only on this planet, not only in intraterrestrial life, but all over the cosmos, all over the universe, there are humans who are our fellow beings, and each one is at a level, each one is in a certain condition, each one is within the law of the level where he or she exists. That life, both intraterrestrial and extraterrestrial, that kind of life, the life of humans on those levels, has never officially been identified. There is no type of science, such as the material science of the Earth, concrete science, military, power, astronomy, none of this has been able to perceive these things as yet. None of this has managed to find these things in order to tell us that they exist. So we, as surface humanity, who accepted these things as real, we base this recognition exclusively on our own ability to contact them or perhaps on the testimony of someone whom we trust a great deal because officially these things do not exist. Officially, all these things are delusions. Therefore, it is a very big test of faith for those who in this stage want to get into these matters because they have no precise confirmation, they have no official confirmation outside of themselves. You have seen that even great teachers of humanity who also left behind many great written works mentioned these things very briefly. Alice Bailey, in all the volumes that she wrote, has only a few lines mentioning the humans at the center of the earth. And one has to read the others with a magnifying glass to find things there, and even so, they are well hidden. This is because, scientifically, today, all of this is completely non-provable. So much so that, scientifically, intelligent life is sought on the other planets of the solar system. Intelligent life is sought on the moon. They looked for intelligent life here on Earth, and it seems they found no intelligent life here. And then they saw they had made a mistake. And then they stopped looking for intelligent life because they couldn't find any even here. Now, a certain spiritual science or certain spiritual theories not only acknowledge these things, they also speak about them. The Greeks touched upon these things. Or spiritualism talks about these things, writes about these things. 
está diante de tudo isto. And our material Mas, body observes all this, but it is still completely enclosed in material laws and without being able to feel, to perceive this, except through sensory perception, even though all this has been foreseen. On the other planets of the solar system, corporeal life has a far less material composition. There is corporeal life. However, they are astral bodies, etheric bodies, and even more inward and more subtle bodies that cannot be seen, that currently cannot be classified by official science. Thus, humans of the surface have much to learn from all this, but we should be working upon those points, which we are going to repeat here, in order to open ourselves, to begin to become sensitive to these things. So, repeating, emotional control, firm thought, Thought that does not stray with the first mental wave that passes by. Thought that does not waver with the first thought form it encounters in this mental world. High morality, elevated morality, morality that has been worked on, and good aims, good intentions, that is, impartiality, detachment from the usefulness of all these things, because if there is the slightest sense of utilitarianism, no matter what it is, none of this takes place, nothing becomes clear, because this is all really safeguarded, it is really withheld for the moment, for the time, when humans of the surface will already be more in contact with their inner dimension, more in touch with their inner self. We will gradually experience all this from now on. During sleep, we will be taken into these experiences or during dreams when we can have a sort of a staging, a sort of dramatization of all these things and we can get to know certain aspects of all these kinds of life or of all these kinds of experiences that are offered to us or that someday will be offered to us. We should not consider these things to be far away because, as you know, for a book such as Aurora to come to be, in order for that book to become materialized the way it is and to bring out that information, it was necessary for such subjects to already be quite out in the open, quite at hand. But humans of the surface have free will and no knowledge is imposed on them. So even though the knowledge is there, even though while in an inner body, in an astral body, during sleep or during a special experience, Although all this is here for us to experience, it is not imposed on us. 
We have to inwardly aspire to these matters, but this aspiration has to be pure. The quality of this aspiration is not the same as when a human being wants something, desires something. Humans always want something for themselves. They always want something for their own advancement, something for their own evolution. To attain the trailblazing of these contacts, one must have surrendered, one must have given up even one's own evolution. And here we have some monastery attributes that prepare us for these things, some attributes that even seemed to be strange, isn't it so, that seemed to be quite impossible, even questionable. But they are attributes or energies or signs that gradually prepare us for these very unusual things, events that are really beyond what is commonplace. Because for us to contact these things, we really have to be very free from all that conditions us. Otherwise, any hesitation of thought at the moment of the experience, any emotional faltering, any doubt about our intention will obstruct the experience. It will not allow the experience to occur, although the experience is here, and although for humanity of the surface, not all of it, but certain groups or at certain levels, certain individuals, For these people, this would be not an ordinary experience, but a usual experience. Someone is asking the meaning of wanting nothing. Wanting nothing, in principle, means to want nothing for ourselves. So we have to find the point, the mental point of equilibrium between one's aspiring those contacts, but not for oneself. It is unheard of for humans of the surface not to do something in their own benefit. This is almost unprecedented. So even though one has this aspiration, it must not be for us to grow in consciousness. It is not for us to learn. Do you understand? We need to purify this. We have this aspiration because this is the way things are. And if we have this aspiration, it is because we have a right to these things. So it is simple. It is an aspiration that is not for you. It is an aspiration that places you within a movement of evolution, that places you in a life of evolution, in a system of evolution, and you are there as a part of it. It did not happen for your sake. It is because you are a part of that. You belong to that. This is why you are there. And because you are a part of it, this is why you aspire to it. Aspiration is a result of your being a part of this. Otherwise, you would not have this aspiration. So you would have to work a little on depersonalization in this sense in order to gradually draw closer, to gradually perceive, to gradually participate 
until you can get to live it.